Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Fantasy Threesome podcast. We are the FPL podcast that not only offers opinions and advice, but offers you the chance to help save or shaft our teams each week so you can get involved. We aim to answer the bigger questions like, why on earth is Carl Darlow £5 million? I'm Phil. Uh, alongside me, we've got Mike. Hello, Hello. Mike. Hello there. And we've got Ant. Hello, Ant. We are three bang average FBL players. Uh, we have peaked uh, in previous seasons, and I imagine it can only go downhill from here. Uh, I myself had my best ever season last season, uh, ranking about 190K. Uh, Mike's previous best, 104K. And Ant has mustered a 71K, which is very impressive. But really, we're not experts. We have three very different management styles. I would say that I am quite an emotional manager. I, uh, I do tend to not pick players from teams I don't like, which in the long run can, can disadvantage me. Uh, Ant's team, in my humble opinion, looks like a team that is auto-generated. It's just lots of very average players with nothing exciting going on. Would you agree, Ant? Um, yes, I do hit the auto-generate button before I start every uh, FPL season, so you're <laughs> correct. <laughs> And Mike is the tinker man. He, uh, on average, about 80 transfers a season, something like that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, uh, I taught uh, Ranieri in his, in his season at Chelsea. Um, I taught him everything he knows. And, and the song Ch -ch -ch Changes by David Bowie, that was written about me um, and, and fantasy football. So, uh, yeah, the tinker man, very much so. So would you say you do that to try and get the best team possible every week or... I mean, you you make changes and then transfer them out in the same game week, don't you? Well, I'm I'm one of those that sits and tries and transfers maybe on the Saturday evening, sees somebody's hit a bit of form and brings them in before their price goes up. Um, and also, I just do it out of boredom. Um, yeah, <laughs> twitchy fingers. I've got to say at this point, I'm just going to dip in here and just say that I'm amazed that this ever works for you, Mike, because, I mean, there are some game weeks where you must start on about minus 30 points. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I just love to, I love to play around with the team. So I need to work on that this season. That's my plan is to try and limit myself in terms of transfers. What's, heart what's, <laughs> I mean, it's heartbreaking that, that you've ended up with your best overall rank was about 90,000 places higher than mine. And I like to think that I'm fairly good at this. I'm just forgetful. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are, we should say now we're all Bournemouth fans. So this is a good chance for us to start doing this now um i certainly was influenced last season in picking players that were playing against us um and this season it's easier to not have a bias um throughout the season although i will 100 percent be trying to get nathan ake in my team and ramsdale in my team and if ryan fraser signs for anyone <laughs> i will not be putting him in my team yeah it's going to be quite a cathartic experience actually doing this uh this time around without having our, our team in the prem so uh yeah looking forward to it I would just say at this point that for me, I mean, my blind loyalty would always have me having three Bournemouth players in my team, um, which never worked well. I mean, as an example, Callum Wilson was in my team uh, on three separate occasions uh, during last season and scored a grand total of zero goals while he was in my team. So <laughs> um, I'm actually quite looking forward to not having to pick Bournemouth players. I mean, I don't blame you for our relegation, but Callum Wilson started last season on absolute fire. He was getting FPL points, goals, assists. I think he had a run of six or seven games in a row where he got an attacking return. And then you put him in and that killed both his season and Bournemouth's season. It's the case. And yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, a, a triple whammy. We went downhill. Callum Wilson definitely did. And my team didn't really recover from that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes next season without any Bournemouth players in my team. Hopefully a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got the uh, fixtures now. We've got uh, a few transfers coming in. We've seen um, Thiago Silva signed for Chelsea today, although he's currently not in the game at the time of recording. Um, Eze's gone into Palace, and I think he's a very good player. It's just, unfortunately, at Palace, there's absolutely no one to score goals, um, apart from Ayu. And you uh, suspect that he's going in there to replace an outgoing Wilfred Zaha? Yeah, but in interesting last season... Um, well, previous seasons, Zaha was uh, a great FPL asset. But last season, with VAR, um, he couldn't 
dive as much, I think it's fair <laughs> to say. And therefore, he lost a lot of assists. Um, and most of his game was around winning free kicks and penalties. And he's really struggled last season. Mm. Along with also definitely wanting to leave Palace. I think his head was elsewhere, much like Ryan Fraser's. And uh, yeah. he's completely gone. So maybe Eze can go in there and do a job. He's, I think he's priced at six million, which he could kind of enable you to have a, a few other stronger midfielders in there. And he should get a starting berth in that Palace team. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to do a feature, I think, on next week's podcast with, with all the players that are they're incoming and, and, and fresh to the game. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you're, you're going to uh, nicely ties into the first segment uh, this week, which is on players that have come up from the championship. Um, you've got a lot of knowledge about the championship. And, uh, and so, yeah, do you want to, do you want to far, far away, go straight into those now, Mike? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, the three teams that came up, of course, are, are Fulham, uh, West Brom, uh, <laughs> someone else. Leeds. Dirty Leeds. Dirty, no. dirty Leeds. Oh, dear. How could oh, you dear. forget Leeds, Mike? Yeah, how, how could I? So, yeah, Fulham, West Brom, and, and Dirty Leeds. And um, I guess the, the, the thing that prompted me to, to jump on and have a look at his price was, was Calvin Phillips being called up for the England squad this week. So, um, I've, I've, first of all, I've started with midfield. It's a bit of a back to front way of looking at it. But Calvin Phillips, I imagine a lot of people will now be looking at him as an option. Uh, he gets his call up. He's only five million on the game. But actually, if you want to compare his stats with a couple of other options for, for the, the players that have come up from, from those three squads, actually, um, I think you find that Calvin Phillips is probably your, your, your poorest option in terms of um, real assets from those three promotion picks. So Calvin Phillips played 40 times in the championship last season, a, a weaker league. He managed a total of two goals and two assists, uh, which is not, uh, it's not a great haul. Um, for a player of his quality. He's quite a deep-lying midfielder, is Calvin Phillips, and will normally assist and assist. So he'll spray a ball out wide uh, to Costa or one of the, the, the wingers, and then someone will get on the end of it um, eventually and score. So he, he creates movement, but he doesn't necessarily create open chances. Um, so perhaps uh, not your best value at five million. Uh, if it were me, I'd be looking at Tom Kearney. Uh, Tom Kearney from Fulham. Now, he, he had a... A disappointing season last time out in the Prem, uh, year before last, did Tom Kearney. Um, I always think of Tom Kearney as a, an up-and-coming player. He's actually 29 years old. Is he? Yeah. 29? I thought it was yeah. about 21. No, 29 years old. And, uh, but he did play 45 matches last season, so uh, five more than, than Calvin Phillips. But with Calvin Phillips scoring two goals, Kearney scored 10. Um, and he's, uh, he's got decent delivery. He's, uh, he's on a lot of their set pieces. Uh, three assists last season, so again, more than, than Phillips. Um, and he averages uh, nearly two shots a game. Um, so, yeah, well worth, well worth a look, I would say. Tom Kenny, only 5.5 million. So for that extra half a million, I think you're getting real value there. Uh, the other option is, is looking into to midfield. And uh, again, I compared uh, with Phillips because I think a lot of people are, are looking at him. Well, Kenny, um, is, Kenny, sorry, Kenny in the game is listed as a midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was more of a wing back, but... He's no, forward, he? no, he's no, no, he's central midfield, central role, central role for sure. Oh. I think what you probably forget with Kenny as well is he actually has had Premier League experience, of course, with Hull as well in his in his early mm-hmm. part of his career. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, like like I said, you think of him as being a twenty-one year old, twenty-two year old, but yeah, he's he's nearly thirty now. But agreed there with Mike. Five he's and a half he's the heart. He's the heartbeat of that team, and um, he didn't get the game time. Um, I, I personally thought he would do last time round in the Prem. Um, but yeah, this, this time, uh, he's obviously got Scott Parker at the helm who obviously believes in him and, uh, it's putting, you know, everything goes through him. So, so Kenny's a real, a real decent pick at 5.5. If you've got an extra half a million to spare, you might want to look at, um, a West Brom option. Um, in 43 matches last season, Mateus Pereira, uh, scored nine goals, but got a whopping 17 assists, which is some going 17 he's assists. On all- He's on all their set pieces, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So um, he's, he's a real prospect. Um, people probably won't know a great deal about him if, if you're, not, you're not watching much um, EPL, uh, sorry, EFL. Um, but um, he, he came from Lisbon a couple of years ago. They only paid 8 million for him. Uh, they bought him out right now. Uh, but nine goals and 17 assists in 43 matches is a decent return. Um, you do pay that extra half a million, he's six mil. Um, but in terms of midfield options, uh, for me, I'd be looking at him or Kearney. So Mateus Pereira of West Brom or, or Kearney of, of Fulham. Um, Calvin, we, Calvin Phillips, I think, is a red herring. I would, I would leave him well alone. 
with uh, with Pereira as well, West Brom have pretty much no strikers, or at least very old strikers, and mm. Zahore, who he, he played a bit in the Premier League with uh, with Cardiff, but didn't really set the world on fire. Yeah. Um, and so Pereira will get... Yeah, sorry? Okay, Callum Robinson, they had on over from Sheffield United. So, yeah, like you say, apart from that, you're struggling to possibly see where, where the goals are coming from there. And I think they'll play Pereira further forward. Um, I think he trusts, I think Billich trusts Pereira. Well, I've had a look at the strikers as well. Um, and if you look at uh, West Brom, the main man actually is, is Charlie Austin. Um, 11 goals, two assists in 48 matches. But he played a lot of games for them last season. He's 31 now. Um, was a, a reasonably regular goal scorer with QPR and with Southampton in the Premier League, um, but is coming to the sort of the, the tail end of his career. But still a far better option uh, for me uh, than Patrick Banford of Leeds, who absolutely yeah. um, is a player I love to hate um, uh, for Leeds United. But yeah, 48 games. Um, now he did score 16 goals, but I just don't see him stepping up. Um, he managed a grand total of zero goals. Uh, when he was in the Premier League with Middlesbrough. Uh, he's 26 years old. Another player who you think is just a young thing. Uh, she's 26 years old now. Um, so you've got Austin at 5.5, Bamford at 5.5. Um, but actually, if you're looking for a pick from the, the strikers who have come up, uh, it will come as no surprise that I'm recommending Alexandra Mitrovic. Um, listen to these stats. 50 matches, 37 goals. 37 goals in 50 matches. Phenomenal, isn't it? Now, it's a weaker league, I know. Um, but he, he did score goals when he was uh, in the Premier League last time out. Um, he's he uh, snip at 6 million as well, just to say at this point, I would mm. suggest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he the way the, uh, the FPL uh, people have set it up this year, they've moved pretty much everyone into midfield. Yeah. So people are going to be trying to cram the midfield with quality and then really have one or two up front probably uh, mm. cheap options I don't know Mitrovic is obviously he's six million which is one of the cheaper options there's not much much out there for less um, and Mitrovic he just I mean he doesn't score classy goals he just scores goals and that's, that's, all, that's all we need you don't get extra points for classy goals um, so yeah I mean also he's younger than Bamford Mitrovic is younger Incredible. than Bamford he's only 25 um, he's, he's had 77 appearances in the past in the Premier League. He's scored 21 goals as a youngster. Um, so he's now coming to his peak. At, 20, at 25 years old, he should be peaking. So, um, yeah, I would definitely be looking, you know, if I was looking at a striker coming up, it seems a fairly obvious pick. But at 6 million, um, he's value and he'll be going straight into my team. Yeah, can't, can't argue against that. Um, and striker-wise... Um, in the lower end, I mean, I can't, I can't, there's a lot of strikers that are around 6 million. The only other yes. one that I'm thinking around that price would be uh, Antonio's been pushed forward from West Ham. Mm. He's one He's of the ones on my list forward. here, 6.5 million. You know, again, I'd say that's pretty good value. They've got some good um, opening fixtures as well, West Ham, just looking at Newcastle at home. You know, West Ham are a team I'm looking at this season. I think they're going to do a lot, lot better than, than they certainly did last season, where for, you know, for large parts of it, they uh, certainly look like they were, could, could be relegated um, along with us, to be honest with you. But, um, I mean, Antonio, at the end of the season, I mean, Mike, you had him in your team, didn't you? In your uh, your post-lockdown team, and he was absolutely flying. I mean, I dreaded seeing West Ham games uh, scores come in because I knew you had him and I didn't. And uh, every time I looked, he'd scored. Captain him, captained him, and uh, he scored four against Norwich. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful thing. So he's yeah he's definitely one of my my list uh, one of the you know oddities with FB as well this year I think it's got to be a first you've actually got four teams not playing in the first game week so we've got no Man- mm-hmm. Manchester City or Manchester United because of their European exploits so no Burnley and no Villa I'd actually earmarked a couple of Burnley strikers so Jay Rodriguez who will be gutted the Bournemouth will be relegated because he always scored against us um, he's just six million pounds he's only got one percent ownership at the moment um, and Chris Wood as well it's just six point five two players I actually rate pretty highly and. Um, uh, I think they could uh, eventually, when they do um, start, could be good value for money. They're unfashionable um, picks, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the danger: you can get lured by these these shiny big names um, that that actually don't don't perform for you. I mean, we we had last season Ashley Barnes. Uh, the start of the season was yeah absolutely flying. Yeah. He was um, before he got injured. He he just couldn't stop scoring, and everyone, him and Pookie, suddenly became cheap options to stick mm. up front so you can get better midfielders. Um, 
Mike, moving back to your championship, um, yeah. your championship information. Mm. Uh, goalkeepers, uh, you got Rodak at Fulham, who looks like a small child, um, <laughs> but plays professional football. Um, he's he's only four point five, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. He, he might be off a punt. I'm, I'm not sure. I'd be pinning my hopes on any of the the goalkeepers or defenders. There's very little value at the back there for for, for any of those three teams that have come up. I mean, I had a, I had a quick look through Joe Bryan, who um, scored that goal in the playoff final that, that promoted Fulham. He scored twice, didn't he? he scored twice he scored in twice. one game. They were, scored, they were he scored much that one only... free kick, which was an absolute beauty. Yeah, it was clever. Uh, it was a very clever free kick. So he's on set pieces um, with Kearney, um, but he's five million and Fulham concede for fun. So I'm not sure I'd be putting him in, but if I was to, to, to you know, looking at the back line, Maybe maybe Joe Bryan. Um, I, th- I think he only scored one other goal the rest of last season. It almost feels did, like his had, price was, was generated purely because he scored two goals in his last game. He had seven assists, so he does bomb on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's, he's an option. Um, but, but like I say, I'm not sure I'd be touching any of these three teams really when it comes to goalkeepers or defence. Um, goalkeepers, keep- of course, can get save points, which, which can help. But Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked at Kieran Gibbs for West Brom. He was uh, maybe my pick, but he was in and out of the team last season. Uh, But of course, that's Premier League experience and does get forward. He's at 4.5 mil. Uh, Probably my pick in terms of value would be Luke Ayling, who is a player (laughs) we'll have seen uh, in the lower leagues uh, years ago with with Bournemouth. Um, He got four goals and four assists last season um, for for Leeds. He's only 4.5 million. Um, Wonderful hair, wonderful, wonderful hair. He yes. was someone I was just about to mention, actually, Mike. If you had oh, really? yeah, he was on my on my list. Yeah, Alioski as well for Leeds. You know, yeah. he, he can can chip in with a few assists and goals himself. So mm-hmm. a decent play again, four and a half million potential but option there. This is this is where I struggled though because can I mentally cope with putting a Leeds player in my team? Mm. I mean, lastly, I I struggle with Burnley because mm. having seen. Bournemouth at home to Burnley and them time wasting at nil nil <laughs> after ten minutes was probably one of the worst games of football I've ever had to see. And Nick Pope is a great goalkeeper and he gets loads of FBL points, bonus points. But it really pains me to put him in my team because he annoyed me so much that night. But saying that I put him in at the end of last season and he, he's what leapfrogged me to to win the mini league. That we I did. mean, Nick Nick Pope strikes me as a nice boy. Do you know what I mean? He's just got a nice boy kind of look about him. Uh, I just wish he play for someone else. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I think we, we all have our teams that we're not, we're not fans of. And I'm, I'm with you on the Burnley thing. But actually, I think Nick Pope transcends that. I think he's a mm. nice, likeable lad. Um, and his yeah, price but, has gone up. Yes. Shot up this year. Yeah. yeah 5.5. It's, it's still value, though. I still think that's value. Agreed. Yeah, they'll keep a lot of clean sheets and he'll make a lot of saves. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, like I say, going back to those three teams that have come up, I maybe I might be filling a space with, with Ailing from Leeds or, yeah. But, but no, none of those three fill me with a great deal of confidence. I think they're going to see a lot of, concede a lot of goals. Okay. Oh, well, well, thanks for looking into that for us, yeah, Mike. No um, I, should, uh, I should really introduce um, and should have told people where they can find us. Um, we are on uh, on Twitter at FPL Threesome Pod. Uh, you can find us there. You can email us fantasy threesome pod at gmail.com. Um, obviously, please do subscribe, rate the podcast, yada, yada, yada. Um, but it really would help uh, as we are starting up. Um, uh, I mean, even if you want to uh, leave her a nasty review, uh, feel free because... Um, Leeds fans. Leeds fans, yeah. Come at us. Come at us. <laughs> I'm Burnley fans now, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, that's it. I mean, it's just dice. It's just dice. It's the North. It's the North. No, I've got Burnley. no problem with the North. Let's not, let's not start this don't, off. Don't start no the North. Problem with the north. Now, now is not the time or the place. I mean, hey, I look, couldn't let's... be much further from the North right now down here in Dorset, but... Um, I've got no problems with the North. It's a wonderful place. I've, I've, I'm sure from people who have been there. Uh, um, Phil, you, you know. mentioned there uh, ways of getting in touch. Of course, we've got the the league as well, which people are welcome to join. Yes, uh, it's the uh, Fancy Threesome Podcast um, League. Your code you need is uh, lowercase, all letters, 
KQ9FI8. KQ9FI8. So we'd love to we'd love to have you come join us. Absolutely. Um, now I mentioned in the uh, introduction that our podcast is slightly different. There are some great fantasy football podcasts out there. Uh, ours is slightly, uh, and in different. that respect, ours is different. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Ours is different. That is the difference. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, it's it's bang average. Boys. Early days. But the but the but the way that we want to do ours is to get uh, you, the listeners, involved. Um, we are each week going to choose a player that has under 2% ownership. We don't have to put them in our teams, but we will announce on the pod who our player is that week. If they score, if they're a, if they're a midfielder or a striker, if they score or if they're a defender or goalkeeper and they keep a clean sheet, um, they, that gives us the chance to damage another person's team. So if I was to suggest that Almiron is going to score and he does, I could choose to either get the listeners to dismantle Mike's team or Ant's team. When you say and dismantle, what are we, what are we, what are we saying? Say, steady on well, here now, each, steady on. Each week will be different. You can red card one player. Uh, so the listeners may want to, I don't know, red card De Bruyne uh, for your team that week. And you will just have to suck it up. That okay. is just the way it is um and they may wish um they may wish to choose your captain um and that again could it could be a a masterstroke you know they but they could also shaft you um depends how much you like the listeners i mean if i lose now any northern listener may well uh choose to i don't know nick poke my captain or or something um Mm. like that but there'll be lots of different things each week and and the listener each week, the way that they get to choose and we choose a listener to dismantle or help our teams is that each week they can submit their player with under 2% ownership on Twitter uh, with the hashtag uh, fantasy threesome punt. And that will enable... You've got to be careful how you type that. <laughs> you've, got to be, you've got to be quite Good careful how you, how you say it. Yeah, um, no typos, please. And they, if their player... We'll, we'll work out all of the listeners, all three of the listeners that, uh, that have got a, a player who has scored well that week. And then we will choose one of those at random to either save or shaft our teams. Um, and that is going to be a lot of fun. And um, it would appear uh, Northerners may make it less fun for me. Um, but I really must stress, I do like the North. Um, <laughs> Can we change something now? (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to uh, our next segment, um, which is all about low ownership players. Um, Having looked at the game, there's quite a lot of sort of template teams which have emerged already. The um, ownership of some players is extraordinary, Um, and I'm I'm quite surprised actually as to who. I mean, you you have you two looked at this? Not in the slightest, mate. But I'm happy to pass comment. Okay, so so who would you guess would be the top three for ownership? Top three for ownership? Oh, De Bruyne. Okay, De Bruyne is third. Salah's fifth. Sterling. Uh, I'm having to scroll down for Sterling. He is nowhere near. Really? I mean, I can't count. He's not on page one. Wow. Has this got something to do with the fact they're not playing in game week one? I wonder with Manchester City. That's a great shout. That is a good shout, but De Bruyne is third. Um, obviously, okay. uh, top is uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who, to be honest, mm. I'd be amazed if he's in, in all three of our teams. Yeah. Se- second, yeah. second, staggeringly, is Timo Werner. Wow. The new Chelsea striker, who I've got him in my, uh, in my team at the moment. Um, well, I've got him in mine, so that speaks games. volumes. Um, but he's, he's got an incredible ownership of 39.3% at the time of recording. I think, um, I think, the, problem, I think, I think the problem is that there aren't that many strikers that you think are going to be big hitters you know Mitrovic at yeah. six mil is is we, we've already talked about his good value and I know Ant, you've been in some research we'll come to that in, mm. in a bit but actually you know like you said earlier Phil the move to, to take a load of strikers and put them into the the midfield segment um makes it a, a difficult one in terms of strikers and actually yeah he stands out I mean you've got a Bamiyang who's, who's now a 12 million midfielder which mm. for the first first uh, week of the season I mean 
Who have they got first week, Ant? Um, I've got off the top of my head. Uh, Arsenal have got an easy game, haven't they? Uh, please say it's not against someone from the north. <laughs> it's going to be home to uh, Burnley, isn't it? It is away to Fulham. It's the very first oh, game of the season. Away on yeah. Saturday the 12th, yes. Yeah, I, I can see Aubameyang going big, but do I want yeah. Aubameyang as a 12 million midfielder for the rest of the season? Um, similar money to Salah, isn't he? He's going to be one of those, I think, isn't he? Is yeah, it, yeah, same price as Salah. Yeah. Um, Bear in yeah, mind... He's got 20, 28 less points than Salah last season. Hmm. I think you also have to question whether Aubameyang is actually going to be there at the start of the season. That's, that's the slight concern, is that you've got players that are being linked with moves away. Um, and Aubameyang was very, very strongly linked with a move away in the, in the I say the summer. We're in the summer, but um, not if you look yeah. outside. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I, I do wonder if he'll actually be there. And what happens? What happens in that event? Oh, Lacazette. Lacazette. Lacazette that, I suppose yeah. Unketia. I mean, he could be a, a cheap bargain. He yeah. could be the um, yeah the Greenwood of this season, really, up mm. front. If he gets some mm. minutes, I can, I can see him coming good. He got a few at the end of last season. But yeah, um, but yeah that, I mean, there are some players of low ownership who I think could, I don't like to use the word differential, but they could be a, uh, a good differential. Um, obviously, a lot of them defenders, but some of them are surprising. I can't believe um, how low how low um, the ownership is of someone like Deli Ali, who I suppose it, it sums up his season last year, which was, which was terrible. But he's this year, he's only 8 million. Um, I mean, he was very poor last season, but I think he was unfit. Um, and he was adapting to how Mourinho wants him to play. He, he, had, a, he had a spurt of goals, didn't he, when Mourinho just uh, joined up? Yeah, it looked like they were going to be a match made in heaven. I mean, he, he, he ended up with uh, eight goals and six assists. Um, and uh, I mean, eight million. If he if he starts well, and Spurs do have some incredible fixtures to start the season, if he does start well, then um, at eight million, he could be a big difference because it appears that no one else has got him. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think if you're looking at Spurs players that are going to hit the ground running, you spend the extra million on Son at nine. I don't know. That, that For me, if I'm looking at a Spurs player to to have in midfield, Son would be the one. I, I get it's an extra million, but that's not an awful lot in this game. My only, uh, my only worry with Son is that I'm whenever I think of Son, I think of him playing for Pochettino. And I watched some games when he was playing under Mourinho and he did what Mourinho does and, and made him defend a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know whether I can justify nine million for a player who has to track back that much. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but Deli Ali, I mean, whether he'll be in my team, I don't know, but he's at 1.4% ownership at the moment, um, which okay. is very, very low. And it means that you could get a, a good jump ahead of someone else in your mini league if, if you've got him in. Um, defensively, I mean, Matt Target at Aston Villa is going to, I would have thought he'd been a lot of teams. He's only 4.5 million. And I think a lot of teams are going to have two, possibly three defenders under four and a half million mm. um, just to try and fund the what is going to be very expensive midfield for most teams. Um, last season, he got one goal, three assists, five clean sheets because, I mean, Villa only stayed up because they had three teams that were a lot worse than them last year. But he, he does push on. He's a, He gets, gets in the box and um, for four and a half million, you can't really complain. Um, but a player, a player who last season came to the fore for my my beloved Burnley, who I really, <laughs> must, um, I really we much all love Burnley, really, absolutely. Uh, We're just Dice, pretending. What, what a coach! Um, but Dwight McNeil, uh, he had a great season mm-hmm. last year, absolutely great season. He's he's at six million, which is yeah, probably about point five less than I thought he'd be. He got two goals and seven assists uh, last year. And Chris Wood was out quite a lot last year, injured. Um, and I think if Chris Wood gets a, more of a starting berth, then Dwight McNeil can get more assists um, because Chris Wood's about 20 feet tall. Um, and so I can see him doing really well next year. Oh, and to be honest, he's one of those players that at the start of a season, you sometimes think, well, maybe he could get a move somewhere else at the last minute. And, you know, maybe not a, you know, top four club, but someone, I don't know, like Everton or 
or Spurs could take a punt on Dwight McNeil and you'd have a six million uh, attacking midfielder for perhaps a better team. It's yeah, it's, it's one of those. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a bit like that with Maguire this time this time last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all Before he signed a team at, at five million, knowing that deep down he'd end up at United, um, and so it was it was a shrewder signing as it turned out. Actually, Leicester gave him a really good run, but. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can see McNeil. I can, I, you know, this will be his third season now. He's had his breakthrough season. He's had his season to sort of cement in, and he really needs to kick on this this year. Um, six million could well be good value. He'll play every week. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's he's, he's one of these. He's very technical. He's very clever. I mean, he looks like if the wind blew, he'd fall over. But mm. he actually, he's he's a very very classy player. Um, for my beloved Burnley, he's a bit like he's a bit like uh, Brooks is for us, I guess, isn't he? And that you know, Brooks looks like a twelve-year-old boy who would fall over if there was a large gust of wind, and you know, it's probably the same kind of comparison for Burnley. Mm-hmm. He probably goes under the radar, doesn't he? Really, he's not somebody yeah. you mention too much or someone you automatically have on your team. But but you know, like Mike touched on earlier, Burnley do have a lot of unfashionable names. You, you know, you could tell. I was having a look at through Burnley actually, nearly all of their um, picks. Again, this might be because they're not playing in the first game week, but. Again, Chris Wood, 1% ownership, something along those lines. Rodriguez, the same. Jay Rodriguez, who I've always really rated. You know, lovely hair. Lovely hair, decent player. Um, he scored some brilliant goals, actually, last season, Jay, Jay Rodriguez. We should, we should uh, look next week at um, uh, best hair. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, I know you as, can. As someone who's currently some sat in his car with a man bun. Uh, yeah, definitely I can. We should can explain that. That, that Phil is um, recording live from his car um, to avoid his wife and kids. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sat in a Kia to avoid my wife and kids because they will just come downstairs and ask me why I'm talking so loud. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we don't need that right now. Um, regard, you know, aside from uh, chat about my wife and kids and sitting mm. in a Kia, uh, I'll, I'll carry on with um, a, probably the biggest disappointment of last season Um and I'll try and say the name as smoothly as I can, but Luka Milhilovic from Palace. Milhilovic. Do you know what? I struggled with that. I struggled with that one myself um, uh, in, the, uh, in the game after lockdown. Yeah, um, I mean, I should explain. Uh, well, we should explain. Mike, you, you're the stadium announcer at Bournemouth. Yeah. So you have to say these names. I do. It's uh, Luka Mia, yeah, yeah, Mia. No, you see, I still Mia, can't do it yeah. now. And I, he, and he, got got, he got subbed as well. And I'd already, I'd already. Stri- I mean, <laughs> thankfully it was to an empty stadium this time. But um, yeah, I was, I was, I saw the board go up and half. Oh, for goodness' sake, um, yeah. There's a, there's a Yevich in there somewhere, or yeah. Yoyevich. But well, um, yeah, Well, anyway, I mean, he got sub because he was an absolute disappointment last year, um, and I think this ties in with Zaha not being able to dive so much because the season before he, uh, well, the two seasons before he scored ten goals, then twelve goals. And last year only scored three, and uh, a lot of the, a lot of those ten and twelve were pens because exactly. he's on pens. Yeah, I mean he still, obviously scored a beauty of a goal against Bournemouth. But I was going to say that everyone he, does. He still manages to score well. But he has he's got that in his locker, isn't he? Yeah, he does take a lot of pens, like I mentioned. But he can score a free kick like the one he scored against us. He but if they've got that. Eze now, and Eze is going to be possibly taking over from Zaha, he's a similar player to Zaha. Um, I would suggest he's going to get fouled a lot as well. And people will maybe be a bit less aware of him. Zaha, I think defenders now just back off and don't put their feet anywhere near him because he just falls over him. But I think Eze might catch some by surprise. And Miller Hojovic, I'm going with. Wow. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> a wow will do. Um, he uh, he at six million for a penalty taker. Um, could He seems good value to me. The trouble with Palace is, is they don't score many goals, do they? I mean, you know, after lockdown, they were, bar of course, being us, as, as everybody did, they were pretty woeful, weren't they? They lost seven straight games. Um, and they just don't score many goals. You know, they do rely on Naya, but, you know, the lower end, he may be one to look at. But, he, you know, he does take penalties. He can score free kick. But my worry with having any Palace players in, certainly offensive players, is they don't score a lot of goals. They're my tip to go down this season. Yeah, I mean, they've got all sorts of problems um, at the back as well. I still think Roy will be gone there soon. And I think, Mike, you've mentioned that possibly Eddie Howe, that could be a good fit for him in, 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 in the maybe not too distant future. Yeah, you never know. You never yeah. know. That'd be uh, sad, sad to see him I there. Right? But it hasn't happened. Um, 
The other, the other couple of players I've got are both uh, from Newcastle. Uh, I've oh, seen... wait for it. Oh, all right. Show gonna... your gonna... boots. <laughs> we, we all know who this is. Well, we both know who this is, Ant. Okay. Phil, Phil's favourite from last season. Oh, oh yes. Uh, it's, no, it's not Almiron. I should Almiron? explain. Oh last last season, I felt sorry for Almiron, and did you and well, no, I did. But, and that that's my problem on this game is that I am too emotionally attached to things. And you're people. attached to nice hair and nice smiles. Yeah, and he's got he's got a cracking smile. <laughs> and I people who can't score. I think I think going through life being attracted to nice hair and nice smiles is is only gonna you know, be a positive thing. And mm. Almiron, I was sure he was going to flourish at one point because he can run fast and that's exciting to me. But I had him in for about eight weeks and then I finally thought, I can't justify this. And literally the week I took him out, he scored. And um, that was hard to take. Um, but I'm sure I that's... Remember the every manager can talk about that. I, I, I do vividly remember the, the day he did score that goal after you had him in. And... Um, I think there was a few expletives in the message, but it was something, something Almiron. Um, I seem to remember after having him in for so long. But um, I mean, probably yeah. something along the lines of lovely smile, Almiron. It was probably yeah, something like I'm that. I'm sure it was something like that, yes. Yeah. Well, let, let me guess then, Phil. Well, my uh, fingers have been burnt with him, so I'm, I'm not going there. Let me guess that you, you, your Newcastle pick then is someone else with lovely dreadlocked hair. <laughs> it's not. Oh. It's not. It's uh, because he is has it? not got under 2% ownership. Ah, uh, of course. Is it- is it Alan Sam Maximan. Alan Sam Maximan has got lovely hair, and again waltzed through the Bournemouth defence last year. Um, <laughs> but he is—I mean, literally every player we talk about has. It's yeah. great. For, it's, a, it's a good old hobby waltzing through Bournemouth. This is a really defense. cathartic experience for us all. It really is. Yeah, I mean, not every podcast is, is just going to be reliving disappointments. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, he—he he was great, but he is far more popular than a two percent. Um, Go on then, who have you gone for? Player. So at 0.7% ownership, I've gone for Matt Ritchie, who Just obviously ex, ex-Bournemouth. I'm so sorry, Ant. I couldn't believe <laughs> um, well, I mean, he's ex-Bournemouth and he is, he is class. And, but this year he's been moved to a midfielder um, uh, rather than a defender uh, because it was an out-of-position defender in reality. He's been moved um, into the midfield, but he's 5 million. That seems very cheap for a midfielder who's on set pieces. Mm. Um, I think the only trouble with Richie, sorry to jump at this point, is he didn't always play last season, did he, under Steve Bruce? He did dip in and out of the team, certainly quite a few Newcastle games also. He wasn't an automatic starter, so that may, that may be why. He's actually sat on my bench. As I, as, as I look at my team now, he's my first pick on my bench at the moment. Oh, there we go. There we go. I mean, his hair often looks like, you know when you boil an egg? And you're boiling it in water, and it slightly cracks, and you just get a bit of uh, a bit of release of the of the of the white from the egg, just just splurting out the top of the egg. That's what his hair looks like when he runs. And so, for that reason and that reason only, I I really like the guy. <laughs> oh, we've, I mean, but, we've already we've moved we've moved into the hair section. Yeah, I mean, the, I'll save hair. Feels like a preview. This feels like a like a like a hair preview to next week. Mm. You could, yeah. I mean, who knows who could look like a turnip next week I, do, you want I to, do you want to describe the hair of, of your final Newcastle pick and we'll, we'll see if we can guess I mean it's massively disappointing um, if oh. we are doing it on hair I mean he's got short hair no. oh. yeah exactly Position? exactly listen to your disappointment that's why people should grow their hair um, yes. he is a central defender uh, who uh, he's still at 4.5 he never changes he's uh, Jamal Lascelles and mm-hmm. every time I watch him I think he's a great player um, I think Newcastle, Steve, Steve Bruce gets a lot of abuse, um, but he did, in my opinion, a very similar job to Benitez. He's just not Spanish and his face looks a bit like he's been in a fight. Um, but Steve Bruce did a good job with Newcastle last year. I mean, what, 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 what do you expect? He was, if he was called Steve Brucio <laughs> and had a tash, Bruce, yeah. they'd all be lauding him. Oh, I, I, I mean, he was because, their 18th choice, though. I mean, literally, they had, you know, scraped the bottom of the barrel, hadn't they, when they eventually went for Steve Bruce? I think, I think he's a great pick. I think he's done a, a decent job in, in he's done very, very well. being in. I mean, listen, um, eight clean sheets last season. He scored one goal. Um, but he's, he's one of the only 4.5 million defenders, which, as I said earlier, are going to be in a lot of teams. I think he is nailed on to start every game. Yeah, agreed. Well, he's captain. He's club captain. Club captain, yeah. Exactly. So I don't, 
I think with with him as a 4.5, I could see most teams obviously going to have Trent. You can have Trent, you can have Jamal Lascelles, and you can have Salibur at Arsenal. He's getting a lot of a lot of praise from the the media. He uh, he was on loan last season, but 4.5 million for Salibur. They're talking him up as being Van Dykish, which I'm not sure, you know, of that comparison quite yet. But he's very young. But Arsenal have got a terrible defence, so he could do do worse when, than blooding some youngsters. When you say Van Dykish, I'm thinking of him running around with a broomstick and uh, <laughs> no, chimney. No, I must. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he might do that. I mean, if he does that, it'd be incredible. But mm. uh, I, I doubt it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a few, there's a few, isn't there, budget defenders um, to go with Trent. Um, you've got Salabar, you've got at Wolves, you've got Vinagre, who Johnny's injured. So Vinagre could, could be a default starter and he's 4.5 million for a Wolves defence who probably just about to lose Mac Doherty to Spurs. Mm. Um, but last season they were fairly solid. Wolves are one of those teams who are very unexciting, but great for FPL. Oh, if I could talk about an unexciting team uh, of a similar vein, Southampton. Yeah. Uh, Walker Peters at 4.5 million, I think, yeah. is, is good yeah. value. He's um, literally my next next player on my list, Carl no. Peters. Oh, well, yep. there you go. Look at that. They've got Southampton. a good start as well, Southampton. Well, and and when, when Carl Walker Peters was playing for Southampton, he was, Hassan Hootel wanted him attacking. Mm. He had 4.5 million for a very attacking wing back. That. Saints, um, sorry, Phil. Saints abs were absolutely flying, weren't they? They didn't want the season to end when they came down, back from lockdown. They were absolutely flying along. They had Danny Ings banging them in for fun, didn't they? And you know, Walker Peters was one of those players. I think they did well to sign him actually, Saints, in, in the off season. And I think they they're going to have a good season. This. I mean, you, you look at uh, three of their first four games. They've got Palace, they've got Burnley, and they've got West Brom. So you would expect them to get points out of all of those three games. Six, seven points minimum. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and to keep some clean sheets there potentially as well. So, uh, yeah, good pick. You've got, you got James Justin at Leicester. He's 4.5. Um, James Justin, also known as uh, Justin James. Brilliant. Is he? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Is that fact? <laughs> I'm pretty sure his name's James Justin. Is Can it? I just say, uh, yeah. James, James Justin is, is in my team. He's, in, he's actually, you know, he... He looked really. His name actually James Justin. Yes, James Justin. I know. I announced announced that wrong after lockdown as well. Then. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Oh dear. Yeah, he's he's in my team, Phil. Uh, Just looking at him now, eight eight percent ownership at the moment. Um, He certainly came into his own at the end of the season, didn't he? I think after lockdown, he he started nearly every game. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, he he did did really well. Again, one low ownership. They got West Brom away, Burnley home in their first two game weeks. Third game week, not so easy, man. Manchester City at the Etihad, but um, they've, they've sold Chilwell as well. So a defender like, and they've got a lot of defenders injured at the moment. Leicester, yeah. so. And I um, believe yeah, they've play. got um, a suspension at the back as well with uh, old matey boy who used to be at West Brom. Um, Johnny, oh, Evans. Johnny Evans. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Evans. Thank you. Yeah. I believe he's suspended as well at the start mm-hmm. of the season. So that's, that's going to cause problems. Um, the last, the last uh, sort of cheap defender is uh, who, I think he won me the mini league last year, not to keep mentioning that because it was the first time I've ever won it in about 12 years. Uh, it was Eric Peters at Burnley who, who got five assists last season. Um, he loves a long range shot. Uh, he's 4.5 million, but last season he got 10 bonus points and those bonus points really do add up. Mm-hmm. He, he does play for one of my favorite teams as well. Oh, Burnley. No, oh, I love Burnley. <laughs> yeah. Just going to just going to throw another name out there as a cheap one. Five million, Kurt Zuma for Chelsea. Now, I know Chelsea did concede a lot of goals last season, but you know, I, I would imagine they're going to improve on that vastly this season. Looking at their first few games, you know, first game week, Burnley away, West Brom away. They have got Liverpool at home, but again, really low ownership on Kurt Zuma. Well, they, they've, got, they've got Thiago Silva. That's my only worry about that. They've, they've got Thiago Silva today on a free. And um, it's who they pair him with because there's four yeah, options yeah. at the back there. You've got Christensen, you've got Tamori. Yeah. Oh, Tamori, what could have Zuma been... He did do quite well, didn't he? I think at the end of last season, again. After, after mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did do well. And, and, and did a solid job. So I think five million, he could be worth a punt. Again, he's, he's trying to dig these players out. He's got low ownership. Well, well he, Chelsea he are a weird one. Chelsea, obviously, last season had the transfer ban. And it's almost like as soon as that transfer ban ended, 
he's Abramovich has just gone wild again. I mean, he mm. is spending money for fun and probably one of the only teams who is allowed to spend money at the moment. I mean, with the obviously the situation with COVID and everything, people are keeping their money in their wallets and you know, City are spending a little bit, but it's mainly it's only Chelsea have made those, you know, very, very big signings. Liverpool are very quiet, you know. It's not broke, don't fix it. Um, it's very true. There's not been, and I think you know the very sh- short offseason we've got this year is probably thrown a spanner where you know I would have expected us, for example, to have sold Callum Wilson and Josh King by now. I'm probably sure it, it won't be long, but there, are, yeah, like you say, there's not really been many big transfers, has there? Bar Chelsea, no. not many at all, really. Well, that that makes my segment next week a very short one, there, boys. As <laughs> uh, <laughs> so next week, I will be talking about uh, incoming players. Well, a lot can happen in a week. Indeed, this is true. Yeah, it will be a week nearer to the season starting, so you never know. Next seven days, it's a long time in football. And we'll have, we'll have had the we'll have the charity shield. Indeed. Talking um, talking defenders, uh, I'll just kind of segue into just a, a little bit of research I've done. Not not to we don't want to be a research um, heavy podcast, but I did look at the. I mean, last season it was very fashionable to start to go big at the back. And uh, I'm trying to work out what to do with all my hundred million pounds at the start of this season. Um, last season, the top five defenders would have cost you 33 million. Trent Robertson, Virgil van Dijk. Um, if you look at Aspilicueta and Alonso, that was 33 million. And they, they would have got a total of 799 points, which is far better value points per million than midfield or strikers. Um, this season, everyone's looking for the midfielders. Mm. Everyone's looking, you know, it almost seems like De Bruyne, I mean, De Bruyne is a must-have. Uh, potentially Salah still a must-have. Mane, not so sure, but it'd be a bonus if you could fit him in. Aubameyang's 12 million. You know, I just don't think it's going to be feasible to to have all these superstars, yet you could have... Um, a good set of defenders at the back. I wouldn't have Alonso anymore because um, uh, they've just bought Chilwell. But but I think you know if you last season the top top five midfielders it was eighteen point eight points per million spent, and strikers it was even worth value sixteen points per million spent with um, what would have been the most expensive Aguero, Kane, and Vardy last season. Some great stats, Phil. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I mean, I mean, it may not be true. Um, to be honest, uh, I was quite busy at work this morning, but did look up a little bit for you. But uh, the last last defender I'll just point out who I think is going to have a good season this year is Dinya for Everton, who disappointed last year. Didn't I? Don't think he scored. Um, but he he was great the season before, and Ancelotti will have had a bit more time with them. He's he's on all the set pieces. Six million, I think he's six million again this season. He's an expensive defender, but if you are going to go big, then maybe go for a Liverpool double up with Trent and Robertson or Trent and Van Dyke, or if you're crazy, Van Dyke and Robertson. Um, then Dinya could get in there, I think. Um, I disagree. I'm sure, I mean, absolutely. I, I just I just think Dinya is a, an absolute waste of money. I think Everton are banging treble, I think they're they're really, really poor. Um, you would think that Ancelotti would have gone in there. You know, they've not spent any money. They're not, they're not bringing any any names into the club. He's working with that same squad again that was so poor after lockdown. Uh, you expected him to go in there and give them a, a lift. He did initially, um, but but actually, I, I, I think they're a they're a really really average side Everton unless they make some signings. I see them conceding a lot of goals. I mean, um, how much how much more money can Everton plough into their team? I mean, they yeah. have spent an incredible amount. Well, they've, looking the fourth, at, they've got the fourth highest um, net spend, I think, of, of any team in the Premier League in the last five years. Well, the recruitment has been absolutely appalling. Um, it's not nothing for him, is it, at all? No, they're talking about Moise Keane moving on. But, I'd, yeah, I, I, just, I, I just think, you know, if you've got six million to spend on a defender, you want to be looking elsewhere beyond, beyond an Everton defender. And I, I get that when he first came in, you know, picked up a lot of points. He was he was taking uh, set pieces. He was the new Leighton Baines. Um, uh, but I, I, I but I think he's a lovely hair. But I yeah, I think he's um, I think he's a complete waste of money. There you go. 
said it. Oh, thanks very much. No, I have to get Mike on that one. He he does get. I mean, Everton are weird team, aren't they? You know, for me, they've still got one of the most overrated players in the Premier League in Jordan Pickford who I'd be pretty livid if he's still England number one I mean you, you look at the last day of the season when he let that uh, weak shot from Stanislas in, in our game but yeah. like Mike said Everton are a weird team you know they, I mean they were poor really really poor at the end of the season so it's going to be interesting to see if, how they do because you'd think with someone like Ancelotti they should be a lot far better but like Mike said their, their squad is bang average they had they had a run when Ancelotti came in where um, Calvert-Lewin couldn't you know, he was he couldn't stop scoring. He was brilliant. Um, and then they came back from lockdown like like a team that knew they were mid-table, whatever, and they were turgid. Um, Calvin Cal- was somebody, incidentally, just like Callum Wilson, as soon as I put him into my team, he was absolute pap. So, um, yeah, that was a familiar theme for me last season. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you, talking of Calvin-Lewin, do you want to uh, quickly head on to uh, your little strikers segment app? Yeah, I mean, we've covered quite quite a few of the strikers that I'd, I'd kind of earmarked, you know, some of the lower end, the cheaper ones. So Chris Woods, um, Mitrovic as well, Mike mentioned. I mean, he was one, you know, you think of for six million. He was somebody that I was absolutely amazed for them when they got relegated the season before last held on to. I was, I was absolutely amazed no one in the Premier League came in for him. So I think that's one of the reasons for them have actually come straight back up, isn't it, that they managed to hold on to him. He's, a, he's another one of those strikers who doesn't look like he's doing much. And then he scores... He's someone that clearly people are very aware of. I think he's got 30, 35% ownership at the moment. So, um, yeah, he's someone... He's a pest. He's a pest. He is. Yeah, I just think he's a brilliant player, especially for that kind of money for six million. Someone, someone, you know, again, for a team I'm not too keen on for Brighton, Neil Mope, scored 10 goals, I think, for them last season. Again, they're not the highest scorers, but he always seems to pop up with an odd goal or two. What on earth is wrong with Brighton? Um, I know you've got... Are you anti-Southern... I, I mean, as a Bournemouth <laughs> fan, I do like Brighton, but um, what's wrong with Southerners? What? I'm not, a, mean, fan of, I'm not a fan of Brighton. I'm no, I, I don't actually really know what it is, but I'm just not their biggest fan. But um, Having, I having know, lived there, having lived there, that'd be my, my local team for a, a few years. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Let's be clear, Phil. I think you only really like them because their stewards are friendly. Is that right? That's <laughs> as good, good a reason as any. You were yeah. very ill when 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 we beat them on our run to the winning the championship. We won two 0 that night. I seem to remember, and you were you were very poorly, and the stewards were nice to you or something, and you decided no. you loved Brighton. I, th- yeah. I seem to recall Phil saying not only were they nice to him, but they had nice hair and a nice smile. Nice hair, of course, nice <laughs> hair, nice hair always comes to it. You can't ask for more. They were very kind. They let me sit in uh, in an empty disabled seat, and I, I yeah, well, in I was case very you kind. Yeah, um, so Neil Mopé I'd kind of in my 10 goals last season for a low scorers again he always seems to pop up again low ownership I think for him at the moment um, and one that was I mean for Saints he was like our version of Slanky wasn't he um, Che Adams um, only 2% ownership at the moment I think he's around the 5-6 million pound mark but he's someone I can actually see kicking on now he scored that brilliant goal didn't he near the end of last season against Man, Man City to get him off the mark and um, he could be one to, to throw in there as possibly a, a third striker Cheap, the thing not, is, you can pop up with a goal. I, I fancy Saints to do well this season. Really yeah, do. I think there's, I think it's going to be a stronger league uh, this year, and teams maybe like Palace, who last year stayed up because we were terrible, and so were Norwich. Um, then you know they stayed up. I think this year they're going to struggle. Teams like Saints, mm. I think they could do quite well. I, che Adams is six million, and if you gave me the choice of Che Adams or Mitrovic, then oh, I know yeah. who I'd choose. Um, as with most people, but uh, he's just, you know, just wants to throw it there. I mean, I think Saints will have a good start to the season. I think um, McCarthy is going to be in a lot of people's teams, mm-hmm. one of the only 4.5 million goalkeepers. Um, I mean, I couldn't believe. I saw Dubravka's uh, out injured, and so, as is um, my knee-jerk reflex, um, I straight away went to sign up whoever is second-choice Newcastle goalkeeper. <laughs> And uh, Carl Darlow is five million. Yeah, on what basis have they decided How many, he's five million he, pounds? Was he played about ten Premier League games? I would, I would guess. Well, it's not very many, is it? Dubravka was excellent last year and is a hundred percent Newcastle's first choice keeper. Yeah. made more saves in the Premier League than any other keeper last last season. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good stuff. I mean, McCarthy, you know, is four point five million and is starting currently for Saints he, he had a really good back end of the season mm-hmm. last year 4.5 million for him or 5 million for a for a keeper who I mean 
unless the FBL people knew Dubravka was going to get injured. I mean, five million is nuts. Carl Dolly being five million is a bit like that's what he was about three, four years ago when he signed for them, and somebody just forgot to change his price. <laughs> when you listen, when you listen back, uh, if, if I could, if you just want to rewind back fifteen seconds from here, um, you you will sense the the pure bewilderment uh, from Phil in the pitch that he hit uh, when he said five million. It's high, <laughs> yeah, very I mean, high. He's uh, yeah. It's been an emotional day. I had to uh, after work go uh, shopping for school shoes for my daughters, and that is a stressful experience. And a very uh, pricey bomb. Yeah, don't. Let's not talk Clark's okay. school shoes. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, Ant. Do you please do continue uh, down Striker Avenue. Someone who I actually love as a striker, but I may be on my own here, is uh, Olivier Giroud. Now, I know with Werner signing for Chelsea, he may not get so much game time, but again, he's fairly cheap. 7 million, 2% ownership at the moment. He may or may not start with him, we don't know, but again, he's someone I always rated. He's, he does have a good eye for goal. Scored one of my favourite Premier League goals, actually, with that funny little bicycle thing, kick oh, thing. The Scorpion kick. I think, he'll, I think he'll go. I think Giroud will go. I'd, I'd be surprised yeah. if he's still at Chelsea. I think I don't think he'll want to play third fiddle to Abraham. And, uh, well, it depends. I, I, it depends. I, I, Werner can play as a two. He was ahead of Abraham at the end of last season. Mm. I mean, Tammy was, you know, he started last season on fire, didn't he? But he, he slowly fell down, the, fell, fell down the pecking order. It'd be, it'd be an interesting one with Giroud. Yeah. But he, does, he does have a good eye for goal. I think we'll know very early on um, what Frank Lampard's plans are with Werner. I mean, Werner, if he plays up up top on his own, then so be it. But if he plays as a two, then uh, seven million for Giroud might be okay. You know, I think it's going to be. I mean, last season I wildcarded after week one, which actually <laughs> proved, uh, which actually proved to be um, the turning point of my season, based on one week. Um, but I think I could end up doing similar wildcarding very early once I know what players are starting or looking like they're getting minutes because they're not doing the five subs this year, which I was worried about. Um, which is a great thing, by the way. I don't think, I don't think there was anybody really to see that back, did they? I'm, I, on that theme, I'm happy to end the podcast today with my absolute golden tip. It's my, it's my <laughs> nugget. Oh, heck. oh, Mike's golden tip of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's an absolute golden nugget, but you know, say your goodbyes and, and then I'll finish with it. It's an absolute belter. I'm not sure I'm comfortable no. with that, but sure. No. Okay. Well, well, we are uh, the Fantasy Threesome. Um, again, I'll just remind you where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter at FPL Threesome Pod. Uh, you can email us uh, abuse or kind words or whatever <laughs> you want, really. I'll read it because... Pictures I'll... of your hair. Oh, if you've got lovely hair, then do something. <laughs> I'm not strange. Uh, you can email us at uh, fantasy3somepod at gmail.com and don't forget to join the league um, a link will be in with uh, the podcast it'd be great to get as many people in there as possible and you can start sending your low ownership uh, fantasy freesome punts uh, on Twitter uh, for your chance to be able to save or um, shaft our teams uh, straight after week one and yeah, Mike, you, you, you knock yourself out. Here it is, folks. Get yourselves prepped. You sat comfortably? Uh, well, no, oh. I'm sat in a, in a, a small in a family car <laughs> in small family dark. car on my driveway in the dark. I mean, the Zoom video <laughs> is just a shadow of my head. Uh, so, no. Well, uh, regardless, uh, what you want to do is you want to set up your team for week one. Just look solely at week one and bench boost. Because what? you are not going <laughs> to you're not going to have another point in this season where you've got three players on your bench that are all going to play. So you've got freedom now. Week one, get yourself set, bench boost it, and then week two, wild card, plan for the oh, rest wow. of the season. Have you lost your tiny mind? We were going to end on that. Yeah. It's gold. So what, use what, what, one of your tokens up on week one. Use, and use, uh, use the wild card the next. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute Why? insanity. Why will you not have subs playing for the rest of the time? Because you'll have lower, you'll have you'll have low money to try and accommodate bigger players that have come. Trust me, boys. Oh, what you're saying this because uh, because there's the blank for City. No, no, not just because there's a blank for City. I just I just think uh, it's very rare in a season where you have three players on your bench all play. It is in mine anyway because I like to have some big hitters in there and accommodate mm. them with some four million pound players. What you're, that are, that what are you're suggesting is is ludicrous, and quite frankly. 
it means that anyone who has <laughs> downloaded this podcast and thought, oh yeah, a bit of advice, that'd be nice, is thinking, well, I'm not trusting this lot because that guy's a head case. It's my what? golden rule and I'm always winning when it comes no. to week three. <laughs> when it comes to week three or week three, 38 out of 38 yeah let's be honest most people lose interest after week three so you have, you get the guts you get the, you know it's glory for the, the first three weeks and, and then people lose interest anyway i mean just if anyone's listening and and <laughs> even remotely taking this advice seriously from him last year his fight his finishing rank was 1.8 million um so please please do not bench boost it easy. boys bench boost it <laughs> trust me Anyway, right. Thank you very much for listening uh, to our first podcast. Uh, we will be weekly. Uh, we'll be aiming to record on Mondays and upload, and so should be available from Tuesdays every week. So listen to us on your commute or in the bath, or if you think my monotone voice is perfect for sleep, then you do that. Uh, but it'd be great to uh, to hear your feedback either by email or leave us a review um, or Twitter and uh, it's been great thank you very much for downloading and we'll see you again soon and if you if you think phil's monotone voice is uh good for sleeping uh yeah pop it on then no night everyone <laughs> <laughs>